Welcome to Dare, Share, Create the podcast. Conversations, concepts and insights from people who have dared to go after their dreams, who share their gifts with the world and who create the life that they want. I'm your host, Elizabeth Valentine, voiceover artist, singer, speaker and coach. This podcast aims to free you from whatever's holding you back, spark transformation and is designed to give you the courage, inspiration, permission and tools to live your best, most inspired and fulfilled life so you can make the biggest positive impact in the world. Now, on to today's conversation. Hey, hey, welcome to the third episode where I'm talking about the third value, create. Create the life that you want. I mean, this is crucial. What do you want your life to look like? It's far too easy to just go along with the normal way of doing things. The big key here is, do you stop up, tune in and become aware of what you really want, not what society tells you you should want or how you should live your life. And when you realize what you want, what do you do about that? So growing up in a fairly small town in Denmark, I was always very aware of the fact that I did not want to conform to the norm at all. It just didn't feel like me. I grew up in a really loving family, but I remember saying to myself from when I was really small, as soon as I turn 18, I'm moving away. As soon as I turn 18, I am moving away. And away used to be, I'm going to Hollywood. But at 17, in my final year of high school, I visited London and absolutely fell in love with the city from the moment the plane touched down, pretty much. And I moved here after I finished high school. I was 18 years old. And funnily enough, that is 18 years ago this month. Creating the life that we want is both exciting and scary. But isn't it Spider-Man's aunt who says, with great power comes great responsibility? You know, if I take responsibility for my life, that's a lot of power in my hands. But at the same time, it is all on me. And how will I know if what I think I want is actually what I want and what will make me happy? Because we don't necessarily know what will really make us happy. So in situations, I like to focus on the feeling I want from a situation instead of the minute details and specifics. Because if it's something we haven't had before, it can be quite hard to imagine. For instance, I want a job that's going to give me the perfect balance of teamwork and autonomous work. A job where I feel valued and where my skills contribute to the vision. A job that compensates me well for my time. And a job where I have a great working relationship with my colleagues. Instead of saying, I want to work as an ex at this particular company and I want to make that much money. And maybe that is what's going to make you happy. But what if the people you work with at that company are assholes? You hate your boss, you aren't valued at all, and you don't feel like you're actually contributing anything. Then that dream job is a monumental disappointment and you can end up feeling really lost, resentful and angry because you feel like you were wishing for the right thing and you don't know what you've done wrong, in quotation marks. Or if you get another job doing the same at a different company, that is actually making you happy. You might still harbor dreams of going to the other company and not realize that you're already living the life that you want. Now, I do believe in the law of attraction, manifestation, co-creating with the universe, whatever you want to call it, mainly because it's worked for me in some pretty spectacular ways in the past. And I thought I'd share a few examples with you to show that this does happen to regular people and how I have and still am actively creating the life that I want. Napoleon Hill said, 
whatever the mind of man can conceive and make itself believe it can achieve. So here's a couple of ways I've manifested my desires in the past. When I was doing my degree in popular music performance at the London College of Music, I wanted to earn more money from my voice. At the time, I was studying full-time, touring with Right Set Fred as their backing singer on the weekends and working about 20 hours in a bar as well, so it was pretty full-on. In the summer holiday in August, I was writing down my goals and desired, and I remember really vividly writing this. By the end of the year, I want to make enough money from music so that I can quit my job at the bar. And that was it. I didn't worry about how that was going to happen. I just decided that's happening and then I didn't think any more about it. A couple of weeks later my old flatmate rings me and says Elizabeth we need a freelancer to cover holiday and sick days at the TV station. Since you sing and have a nice voice I thought that might be something you'd be interested in. Do you want to come in and do a voice test? He was one of the brand voices on one of Denmark's largest TV channels. You know the people who goes and next up this evening we've got the new episode of blah blah blah. And if you're wondering, yes, this was in London because the company broadcasts all of Scandinavia from here. After a little freaking out on my part, the course leader at the college told me, just say yes, and then we'll figure out the details of the how afterwards. So I did the voice test and they hired me. So well before the end of the year, I was able to quit my job at the bar just like I had envisioned. I just had no idea that that was the way it was going to come true. And by the way, later, an old school friend said to me, but didn't you always want to be a voiceover artist when we were younger? And I'd completely forgotten about it. And now it's 2020 and I have been the main brand voice for the channel since 2011. And subsequently, I also work with many more amazing companies. Another time I had set a pretty ambitious financial target at the beginning of the year. I created a virtual vision board, which is a great way of really manifesting and creating your dream life. So I put the figure there as well as lots of images of where I wanted to travel, clients I wanted to work with, etc. But pretty quickly I forgot that I had it. When I was home for my summer holiday in July, I opened the vision board and realized that I wasn't on track to reach my target at all. And I remember thinking, huh, I really need to make some more money if I'm going to hit it. I kid you not, two days later I get a message on LinkedIn from a lady in the US looking for a Danish voice coach based in London. Lo and behold, at the beginning of September, I was working as a voice and speaker coach for Apple. And just like that, I was back on track with my financial goal. But there are some things that can kind of trip us up. One time I was speaking with my friend Marie about manifestation because she's a rock star in that area and will be on the podcast later in the series. And she said, when you send out a wish to the universe, then it's just your job to sit back and have faith that it's coming. But that's so very hard for us, just to have faith. I know that's something I struggle with, being patient. You know, I think, oh, I'm all being patient, but really I'm kind of jumping in my seat going, come on, why is it not here yet? Ah." But it's like this, if you've ordered something on Amazon, you don't keep reordering it whilst you're waiting for it to be delivered. You send the order and then you can relax because, hey, you know it's coming. If you're constantly worrying about it and that it's not here yet, then you're actually sending out a counter-intention because you're focusing on the lack of it. Why is it not here yet? Why am I still single, jobless, in debt, whatever it might be? 
and now you're no longer resonating with the vibration of what you're trying to attract. And then you're wondering, well, why is it not coming to you? Another thing that I've noticed is when you ask people what they want, they tend to just tell you what they don't want and focus on what's wrong with what they have now. If that's you, you know, try and look for the opposites and frame it in the positive. Instead of saying, oh, I don't want to argue with my partner all the time, say, I want a harmonious relationship. And notice how that makes you feel. There's such a different energy and lightness behind the second one. But ultimately, the outcome is the same. But it's about finding the thing that feels better to you. Moving away from something painful is a powerful motivator. But you've got to make sure that you're clear on where you're going so you're not jumping from the frying pan into the fire. So the key things I did are these. One, I sent out a really powerful and clear intention. Two, I didn't worry about how it was going to happen or the specifics. Three, I let it go. And four, I followed my intuition when life then put circumstances, events and people in my way that were leading to my goals. So, what is it you want? How do you want your life to look like? And I think the key here is that it's okay to ask for what you want. It's okay to not settle. It's okay to be a little bit selfish and go, but this is what I want. And by the way, you are totally worth it. We are going to be talking more about worth later on in the series. But for now, I just want you to grab your notebook and a pen, if you can, and write down how you want your dream life to look like. See you next time. So that was it for this episode. I hope you got loads of value from it. If you did, please share it with someone who you think might benefit from listening to it. And as always, please subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcast. It really helps us reach more people like you who are also wanting to live their best, most inspired and fulfilled life. So till next time, keep daring, keep sharing and keep creating. <laughs>